Good evening. As we mentioned at the end of the previous year, we'll come to the end of Hilchus Bishel, not quite the end of Hilchus Shabbos, and we'll, uh, we suggested that we'll spend the next couple of shurim on the halachas of the three weeks and the nine days. So, seeing that we're starting a new subject, I'd like to turn the shir around a little bit and start with the Agadita, the Agada at the beginning of the shir, and then come on to the halacha at the end of the year, don't worry, the proportion will still be the same, but just to start, at least we can have a little bit of a background understanding of what the three weeks are, and then we'll get into the halachas. We won't manage to finish them this week, because there's quite a number of halachas which are relevant to the three weeks, so we'll make a good start, and hopefully in two weeks' time, which is straight after Shabbat Shabbatamas, we'll hopefully complete them. Just waiting, there's a couple of ladies coming in. One was my wife, so... <laughs> The three weeks, which is the way we commonly call them, starts from Yudzain on Tammuz, 17th of Tammuz, right away through till Tishabab. The 17th of Tammuz was the day when the walls of Yishulayim were breached and the enemy entered into the city. It took them three weeks to plunder the city and finally burn and destroy the base of Mikdash. That took place on the Tishabab with the culmination of the burning being on the 10th. Rashi tells us in Eicha, Rashi in, on the Pasuk in Eicha, on Golsa Yehuda Mi'oini, Umireva Voida, Hi Yashra Bagoim, Lemotsam Anoyach, Kolreit Feo, Hisigur, Ben Hamtsorim. So Kolreit Feo, all those who chased it, Hisigur, reached them, Ben Hamtsorim. And Rashi explains from the Medjus, what does the word Ben Hamtsorim mean? Says Rashi, Ben Shiva Asalatamaz, Letishabav. The time between the 17th of Tammuz and Tishabav is called Bain Hamsarim between the boundaries 17th of Tammuz to Tishabav. So we see that the 17th of Tammuz all the way to Tishabav is a unit of time. It's a time which is described in the Pasuk according to the Medrash as Bain Hamsarim. Now the Medrash, if you look inside the Medrash itself, in a few places, the Medrash says something a bit more interesting, even elaborates a bit more on it. And the Medrash quotes the Pasuk in Yirmiya. When Yirmiya describes what he saw in the Nebuah about the destruction of the base of Mikdash, he describes it, Makal Sheked Aniroya. I saw a stick, an almond stick. Literally an almond stick he saw in my, in my vision. And the Chazal say, so Medrash in a few places, Omra Rebeloza, Masimonashal Sheked. What's the sign of a Sheked? What does the, she- the almond represent? Shemishashu Metzitz at Shashu From the time that the almond begins to blossom until the end of its Completion of the fruit, Chaf Alev Yoyim, is 21 days. Kach, Miyudzayim B'Tamus at Tishabav, Chaf Alev Yoyim. So too, the, the Nebuah of Yemir was that there will be a time of 21 days from when the beginning of the destruction, which is Yudzayim B'Tamus, when they breached the city walls, up until Tishabav, where the destruction was completed. So we see from the Medrash that the Bein Hamtsarim is not just a nice description of the time on Yud, from, Tish, from Yudzayim B'Tamaz until Tishabov, there is a number of days there as well. There is 21 days, a significant number, a number which is signified by the vision of the almond branch, which Yemir saw in his Nevoah, the number 21. So Yudzayim B'Tamaz until Tishabov is 21, and there is a significance of that number 21. The Mashal explains it a little bit more. He says, what's interesting about the number 21 is, but there's another time in the year where we have the number 21 in days as well. And that's from Rosh Hashanah right away through to the Shana Rabbah. From Rosh Hashanah through to the Shana Rabbah, Shana Rabbah always falls on the 21st of Tishri. So from Rosh Hashanah up until the Shana Rabbah is 21 days. And the 
Masha explains that the analogy of the two twenty ones is as follows. That just as Rosh Hashanah up until Hashanah Rabbah is a process of Rosh Hashanah in Kippur and then Sukkot to Hashanah Rabbah, which is a process of three levels of Tshuva and Kapara and Slicha, where we go through a process where the Brainstorm forgives us, we do Tshuva and the Brainstorm forgives us for all our sins, he completely wipes all those sins clean until we get to the point of Hashanah Rabbah where the messages are sent out that everything is fine, we are now back to where we should be. Hashanah Rabbah is the day before Shemini Atzeres, Shemini Atzeres is the day which is between Asana Kodesh Morocho, the eighth day, the, eighth, the number eight always represents the day above the physical world, where we move into the, into the new realm, we move into the realm above the physical, we move in towards what's called the Olam Haba. But to get to there, we have to go through a process of 21 days, to get complete completion, complete cleanliness, we have to go through 21 days. Says the Mashal, this, the same 21 days can be reached, starting from Yudzayim Batamus until Chaf Aleph until uh, Tishabab, which is 21 days. The same 21 days of Rosh Hashanah until Chafal of Tishri, which is Hashanah Rabbah, which is there, 21 days of, cle- of, of cleansing a person from the sins. The same two is the 21 days from Yudzayim Tammuz until Tishabab. The process of Yudzayim Tammuz until Tishabab is a process of Slicha, Mechila, and Kapara, but in a different, on a different angle. The Avoida of Rosh Hashanah, Kippur, and Sukkot is an Avoida of Malchus, where we bend ourselves to the Malchus, like Rishbor, who we to be the king, we completely accept him as our king. That's a, a, a level of revelation of Rebbein Shalom. That revelation is what brings us to the Slicha, Mechil, and Kapora. The Avodah of Tishabov is something completely different. The Avodah of Yudzayim Betamas until Tishabov is to understand that we are in a Hester. The Hester of, of Yudzayim Betamas until Tishabov is, is a terrible Hester. It's a time of terrible sorrows, a time which is intrinsic within the 21 days, within the time. It's not just accidental, it's within the time there's a terrible Hester, and that's why so much sorrows takes place between Yudzayim Betamas and Tishabov. It's a time of Avedah, it's a time of lack of Simcha. These are all elements of Hester which are in the world. But within the Hester, behind the Hester, lies a tremendously great light. The, the darker the time, the darker the Zman is, the time is, the greater the light behind that darkness is there to shine. All we have to do is break through the darkness and reach that light. And that light is far greater than the light, even the light of Hashanah and Kippur and Sukkot. And the Ashad Lovay, the only Yom Tov which will remain on the only Yom Tov is Tishabov. Tishabov is called the Mayad because even though it's a time of Hester and it's a time of Avelos, but it's still considered the Mayad because behind that Hester, behind that darkness, behind that closing up of Akash Borka from Kalishol as if he's not there, lies this tremendous, tremendous light. A light which can be achieved. Kalishol can achieve tremendous great heights. There's a, a wonderful marshal given by, I think it's the Naim Ali Menach, where he, if one goes through historically, and you find this in, in, in Chazal, you will find that for a person to reach a level of Nevoah in the time of Chazal, in the time of the, of the Beit HaMikdash, it was a very difficult thing. One had to go through a tremendous process. It was a very difficult thing to achieve. Yet, the level of Ruach HaKadosh, we find many stories of Sipur Sadikim, many stories in Chazal and Gemara, where many, many Tamil Chacham reached the level of, of Ruach HaKadosh. Why is it, and this question is posed by many of the G'daydim, why is it nowadays, after the time of the Chubb Habayis, it was easier, seemingly easier, to reach the level of Ruach HaKadosh, Whereas in the time of the Bishop Mikdash it was much harder. And he explains with a beautiful marshal. He says, imagine you have a king who lives in his palace and he has all his servants around him and all his comforts. And then you knock on his door and you say, do you mind if I invite you for supper? Come to my little shack in the outside of the town and I'll invite you for supper. That's rather chutzpah. To be able to get the king to leave his palace and come and join you, come part of your household and join you for supper, that's going to take an enormous amount of work. And just to do it, brazenly like that is perhaps even a chutzpah it's not even the right thing to do 
if the king is traveling on a journey and he's traveling around the country, different countries, and he hasn't really got his palace, he's not at home, he hasn't got where to live, and you then invite him into your home, that's something completely different. The chances of the king coming to eat by you is far greater. So the same is true as with the Yerushalayim. When the Besamekdus was standing, Yerushalayim had his palace. Because he had his palace standing there. He didn't need to come and visit us. For us to be able to get the Yerushalayim to come to us, to connect with us, that was a much greater avoda. It was a much, much harder job to get the Yerushalayim to leave the Besamekdus as if and come and join us in our own abode. That was a much harder job. Once the Yerushalayim is in Golos, yes, he's in Golos, so he's not in his palace. And the Hest is enormous. But if we can connect to that Rebbein we can break through the Hester and find Rebbein somewhere in Golos, find where he is, and then bring him to us, that's a much easier job. He'll come when we do find him much more easily than when he has his own palace, when he has his own home to go to. And that's the Avreda of the Ben Hamsarim, of the 21 days of Ben Hamsarim. It's the same Avreda as 21 days from Rosh Hashanah to the Shana Rabba, to reach the level of Slicha, Mechil, and Kapora. And the 21 days of Yudzayim, Betamus, Tishbal, the 21 days of Soros. But break through those Soros and understand what lies behind those Soros and keep the avoid of those 21 days and then we'll be able to see the Rebbein behind the Hester and we'll be able to connect with him much more easily than we can do perhaps even on Hashanah and Kippur and Hashanah Rabbah. If, I think we've mentioned this before in the Shia here that if you take each 12 months, all the 12 months of the year there's the name of Hashem, Yud Kei Vav Kei can be written in 12 different combinations. You can have Yud K Vav K, or you can have Vav K Yud K, you can have K K Vav Yud, 12 different combinations. And the reason tells us that every month has a certain combination of the letters of Hashem. In fact, on all the flags of the different Machamos, every Shevet had a flag, On each flag was written one of these combinations of Hashem's name. For instance, Nisan, the combination is straightforward Yud K Vav K, indicating the, the revelation of Hashem is straightforward, there's nothing hidden. When the name is written as it should be in order, that's a pure revelation of Hashem. That represents the month of Nisan, because the month of Nisan was when we saw the Rebbein Shalom coming out of Mitzrayim. That was a clear revelation. The month of Tammuz is the name of Hashem written completely backwards. The, the letters of the name of Hashem, the combination is Kevav Keyud. That, that's the letters of Hashem written backwards. When the letters are written backwards, that represents a complete Hester. The more backwards it is, the more Hester there is. Charity is when it's written correctly. When it's written from back to front, that's already Hester. That's the month of Tammuz. But yes, every, every new combination of Hashem comes from a Pasuk. Every combination of the letters of Hashem comes from a Pasuk. And the reason I assigned a Pasuk to each name. And on the month of Tammuz, he assigned the Pasuk, Zeh Einenu Shabali. If you take the last letters of the Pasuk, Zeh, which is He, Einenu, is a Vav, Shaver, is again the He, and Li, is a Yud. That's the, the name of Hashem backwards. Ze'inem Shavali, that's the month of Tammuz. To understand that everything that's in this world is, use, is, is worthless. Everything in this world has no purpose. The only purpose is to get to the name of Hashem that lies at the end of the letters, the end of the words, and understand that, 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 that is what's, that's what counts, and that's what's the, most, the mainstay, and that's what's there. That's the light behind the darkness. If we can understand Ze'inem Shavali, we can reach that light which is hidden behind the darkness, and we can achieve the Slicha Mechil and Kapora that we so desperately need at the end of the Avoida. But to be able to do that, one has to go through a process of the three weeks, which has many halachas to it, and the person with working through those halachas and keeping those halachas as one should, one can hopefully achieve, Rez Hashem, that wonderful life that we want to achieve, and turn Tishabov into a day of Simcha rather than a day of Avelis. Just one final extra little addition to that, is that we know at the beginning of the Briya Sa'ilam, at the beginning of the creation of the world, Rashi tells us from Chazal, that Kodesh originally created the world Bemidas Habdin. He created the world with Midas Habdin, with the, the, the Midas Habdin, judgment. 
He saw that the world couldn't survive a pure middle of judgment. So, Hikdim, says the Medrash, he, he added earlier Midas Rahmin, the middle of Chesed, and Vashitis in Midas Adin. And he combined it together with the Midas Adin. The, the word Chesed, the grammar of the word Chesed is 72. Correct? 72. If you count 72 days before Rosh Hashanah, Hikdim Midas Rahmin, the Midas Adin, the shit of him in the Midas Adin, he, he pre- he placed before the Midas Adin, he brought earlier the Midas Chesed, 72 days before Rosh Hashanah takes you to Yud Zion Tammuz. So the Yud Zion Tammuz, till Rosh Hashanah, are the 72 days of Chesed. But the 72 days of Chesed, they're hidden. They're not, clear, they're not there clearly for us to see, because they were there before the creation of the world. The world was created in Rosh Hashanah. Those 72 days, though they seem to us to be tremendous days of Gevur and Din, but behind that lies this tremendous 72 days of Chesed, which comes before the creation of the world. And it's those 72 days of Chesed that we want to zone into, and we want to be Zaycha, to reach and achieve and be Makabal, accept those 72 days of Chesed, and then we can head to Rosh Hashanah completely cleansed, and we can get to our Shemini Atzeris at the level that one really should be, and the level that we hope to betik and Asin Metz Hashem. So let us work our way through some of the halachas of the three weeks, and try and, right, understanding the halachas and keeping the halachas, we'll be Zaycha Metz Hashem to get to that level. As we mentioned, the Bein the, Hamatsarim, the which is the Pasuk in Echa, the Bein Hamatsarim starts from the 17th of Tammuz right the way through till Chatzais after, on the 10th of, on the 10th of Av. Chatzais on the 10th of Av is when the Halachas of the three weeks end. It starts with Shkia, and Chatzilah with Shkia on Erev Yudzai Tammuz. So on Yudzai Tammuz, Shkia, at Shkia already, start, start the Halachas of the three weeks, and they take us right the way through till the end of on the 10th of Av. Now the halachas of the three weeks are divided into two sections. We have the three weeks, which is the days running up to Rosh Chodesh Av. Then we have Rosh Chodesh Av. In fact, the, amongst the Sadim, the three weeks only starts with the week that Tishavov starts. The week that the, 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 the Tishavov falls. So this year, for instance, when Tishavov falls on a Sunday, they only have one day, of, which is Tishavov, of the three weeks. We, the Minik of Ramah, the Minik Ashkenaz, and the Islamic accepted amongst all Ashkenazi uh, Jews, is that we start the halachas of the three weeks on Yud Zayim Tammuz. And there's enormous amount of differences. The Sadim will have a chasm in the three weeks. We won't have chasm in the three weeks. And we'll work through some of the halachas. And sometimes I'll mention to you the differences. Sometimes I won't. But the halachas that we mention now are halachas which are purely for Yetzirah Ashkenaz. Because the Minig Asrad is, the Minig of the Beshashiv was not to keep almost nothing up until the week running up to Shavosh Chalbe, the week running up, the week where Tishba falls. But for us, our shul, which is the Yetzirah Ashkenaz, our lochas all start on Shkia of Yud Zayin Tammuz. Now, in the, in the weeks running up to Shkia of Yud Zayin Tammuz, which is the end of Tezayin, the, 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 first, the weeks up until Rishchidosh Av are what we're going to call the three weeks. Even though it's not three weeks, the three weeks really includes the nine days as well, but we're going to just describe it as the three weeks, because that's how we know it. And that's how we'll describe it, even though it's not quite correct. So the three weeks, which is the days running up to the Shredish Av, the amount of halachas which apply there are limited. There are some, but they're limited. And they start off with the, the Issa to have a haircut. Uh, there's an Issa to have a haircut from Shkia of the 17th of, of Thomas, right away up until Chatzos on the 10th of Av. Included in the, in the Issa of having a haircut is cutting one's hair, one's head, or cutting any hair on one's body. 
So for instance, for a man to shave would become also, even though it's not the hair on his head, it's also to have a haircut in any part of a person. The only time one can remove bodily hair is if one's removing it not for simple, one's removing it because it's disturbance, which often it is, uh, bodily hair can be a disturbance, then one's allowed to remove bodily hair even in the three weeks. But hair which is removed out of simcha, which is a haircut or shaving, etc., anything like that, they, that mustn't take place from Shkia of Yudzayin on Thomas. The halacha of not cutting hair applies even to Ketanim, even to children who are not at the age of Chinuch. It's also for a parent to give a haircut to a child in the three weeks. Even though the child has not really reached the age of Chinuch, but it's also for the parent to give a haircut to that child. If one needs to cut one's hair for a fur, for instance, your child comes home from school with a, a hair full of lice, and the only way to get rid of it is to shave it all off, then one is allowed to have that in three weeks as well. Because again, that's not a haircut out of Simcha, it's a haircut for Rafur. Rafur is completely mutter in three weeks. There, there's a discussion in the Poskim, modern day Poskim, can an Ashkenazi Jew give a haircut to a Swadi Jew in the three weeks? Uh, it's hopefully not, not a, a halacha which is prevalent for us at the moment, but it's just interesting to, to know that there is a question in, in, in the Poskim, can I give a haircut to somebody who's not keeping the three weeks as we keep it at this present time. If anybody has that question, please do come and ask. Going to work. Going to work, and one's embarrassed to go to work with, with a with a uh, unkempt beard, unshaven. Now, if the only reason why one is, wants to shave is because one is embarrassed, then there's no real heta in halacha to shave in the three weeks. There's no heta. If you, you're embarrassed, don't be embarrassed. Nobody asks you to be embarrassed. The only heta there is to shave in the three weeks for somebody going to work is somebody where there's a risk that by being unshaven in the three weeks, he might lose his job. That means they might look at him and say that he's not respectable enough, that's not the type of person we want, that he might get mistreated by members of his office, he might not get work, he might not get the jobs, if he's self-employed he might not get the jobs that he would like to get because he looks a bit unkempt. In a situation where there's a hefzad moment, there's a chance he's going to lose some of his panlossa, then one should ask, but then there is a beginning of a hefzad. So if you do see people who are shaving the series who are going to work, it's probably because they are worried that they're going to lose Panasa by not shaving. But somebody who knows for sure he's not going to lose Panasa, he's the, the, the head of his own company, and he's just embarrassed to walk in and, and look a little bit unkempt, there's absolutely no heter not to have, uh, not to keep the three weeks completely empty shave in the three weeks. Again, somebody who unfortunately was, became an oval just prior to the three weeks, and therefore couldn't cut the hair, in the weeks running up to the three weeks, and the Avelus, the 30 days finished, within the three weeks, then again one should ask, there are sometimes a term, in those, in those circumstances one can have a haircut, even in the three weeks. But the plain halacha of a haircut is, in the three weeks there is no haircut to have a haircut, unless the circumstances are strange and unique, refuah, loss of money, but any other, or nibble, where the, where the reason why you're cutting, the, you're, you're removing the hair is for purposes which is not simcha, but any other reason to cut your hair is also, it's also to have a haircut at all in three weeks. We then move on to another halacha which is a bit more um, prevalent sometimes, is the halacha of making a shechiyonu in the three weeks. There is a, a, an issa to make a bracha of shechiyonu in the three weeks. You're not allowed to make shechiyonu within the three weeks. On Shabbos is a machwekis. So, during the, day, the weekdays of the three weeks one can't make a bracha of shechiyonu. On Shabbos is a machwekis. So when would one like to make a bracha of a For instance, if one finds a fruit in the shop which one hasn't had for a while, a seasonal fruit, and one wants to fancy eating it, or one wants to buy it and eat it and make a bracha, but since you have to make a on a, on a fruit which you haven't eaten, which is seasonal, 
you can't buy that fruit and eat it within three weeks. Because you, you would have to make a shechiyono, and you can't make shechiyono within three weeks. This problem of not making shechiyono is really the main reason why one can't buy clothes within three weeks. Now, the main halacha of buying clothes, there's no real issue to buy clothes in three weeks at all. Again, three weeks, we are describing the days running up to the Shredish Av. We're not discussing the days after Shredish Av. We'll, we'll come to that in a few moments. The days running up to Shredish Av, from the 17th of Talmud up until Shredish Av, there's no halacha, there's no issue to buy clothes. The issue is one issue and one issue only. One can't make shachiyonu. Now, the halacha really is that when you buy new clothes, at the point of buying new clothes, one should make shachiyonu. And therefore, if one is buying clothes which are complete, don't need any fixing. If you're buying clothes with a slit in it, or the low neck, or with short arms, if you need to fix them, you can't make a shechion anyway, because the clothes are not complete. So then there's no issue to buy those clothes. If you're buying clothes and you... We don't have the minute to make shechion on buying clothes, really, because usually they do need something fixing, some fixing done to it. Rarely do you buy clothes which just fit you and you just wear just like that. Or perhaps even if you do buy them, you're not sure if you need fixing. So we don't make a brach of shechion at the point of buying. And again, there's no real issue to buy clothes in the three weeks. The only clothes that need a shechionu are clothes which are choshev. So usually weekday clothes, one, one doesn't really consider them choshev, one doesn't make a shechionu. Uh, some people who buy Shabbos clothes every, every uh, second week, again, it's not choshev for them, and they don't, they don't make shechionu. So again, in those circumstances, there is no issa to buy clothes. The only reason why we don't buy clothes in the three weeks is because we want, one mustn't make a shechionu. So the, the, the real the problem of buying clothes doesn't exist in the run-up up until, until, until uh, Rosh Chodesh. Again, buying shoes, socks, underwear, anything like that, which, which one anyway wouldn't say Shekhyon on, there's absolutely no reason. One can happily go and buy all those clothes in the three weeks. There are those poskim, earlier poskim, who say that ideally, since there's an Indian to be married in Simcha, not a halacha, but there's an need to be made to reduce one simply in the three weeks, and one shouldn't go out on a spending spree unnecessarily in the three weeks. But if there's a reason, even a small reason why you need to buy clothes, you would like to buy those clothes, there's really no issue to buy clothes in the three weeks. If one did buy new clothes, and one needs to wear them in the three weeks, one needs to, one's short of clothes, you've got to buy mitzvah in a few days' time, and, and you have nothing to wear, or, or whatever, something which is quite common, uh, many women have nothing to wear, when it comes to simples, they they, uh, they're desperate for, for something to, to put on, and they have something new in the cupboard. They were lucky enough to find something new in time for the simcha. What should one do? So here, you have, there's a half a way out. The problem is one can't make shechionu. Shabbos is a machlekes. So if one really needs to wear those clothes and can't really get away without wearing them, what one should do is should wear them on Shabbos. And then on Shabbos you can be saying with those paskim and say you can make shechionu on Shabbos, and then you can wear them again in the three weeks. So the problem of new clothes is, is quite limited within the, 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 the days running up till the Shredish Av. If there's a, a half set, even if you want to buy clothes, then they're perfect. They fit you perfectly, and you're going to make Shechion at the point of buying. But if it's a sale time, and there's a half set moment, etc., then again, one's allowed to buy clothes. Buying machinery, buying washing machines, uh, anything like that, any, any other kalim which are needed for the house, where one doesn't make a Shechion on them, there's absolutely no reason why not to buy. One can happily buy in three weeks as well. Pidgin Aben, or in Ektisrol, where they make a Shechion on a Brismila, and that Shech then there, that overrides the halachas of three weeks, and definitely if one's making a Pidgin Aben, or Brismila in Ektisrol, one would make a Shechion even 
in the days running up to Rishchidosh Av. The bracha b'ateva metiv, which is a bracha which is said on having a, a son, a bracha which is said on a good wine, a bracha which is said on, on if somebody receives a, a Yerusha, which is uh, enormous. At times when one makes a bracha b'ateva metiv, that bracha again can be said in two weeks. There's no issue to say b'ateva metiv in two weeks. The only bracha which cannot be said is a bracha of Shechiyon. And again, if somebody has a child or daughter, which in Allah again is also to say Shechiyon, if, one, if a, a daughter is born in three weeks, one can still say Shechiyon. So that's really the halachas which are um, extremely negar to the three weeks, which are prevalent all the time. The other halachas which are negar is, is and there's an issa to, there's no issa to build a house in the three weeks, to build, which is something which comes up regularly. People ask, quite a common shayla, I'm having my house decorated, can I let them continue in the three weeks. There's no issa to have builders in your house in the three weeks. There is an issa, as we will see, Mr. Shem, in the nine days, from the Shredish Av, but in the three weeks, there's no issa to have your house built. You can build your extensions, and if anybody can afford to do it nowadays, and build it, and have your house decorated within the three weeks. Moving into a new home in the three weeks, you enter into the problem of Shechionu. If, if it's a home which you have a simcha for moving into it, then you have to make a Shechionu, so you have the problem with the Shechionu, and I doubt if you can move in on the Shabbos. So the problem is the is again, if one, it's a home where one would make Shechiyonu, one shouldn't move in in the three weeks. The other halach which is relevant in the three weeks is one shouldn't, one can't make a chasna in the three weeks. One can't marry a woman in the three weeks. Now marrying means you can't have the process of chuppah, kedushin in the stone in the three weeks. Irrelevant to whether there's music there, there's no music there. Irrelevant to whether you're having a suda, if you're not having a suda, the action of marrying is an action of simcha, which is asa in the three weeks. Following on from that is the Issa of listening to music, and the Issa of listening to music starts from Shkia on the 17th of Thomas. One mustn't listen to live music, not taped music, not music on the radio, any type of music which brings simcha, one can't listen to, one shouldn't listen to in the three weeks. There are exceptional circumstances when one perhaps can listen to, to music, but those are circumstances which, which one shouldn't discuss or share. And if anybody feels they're in those circumstances, which hopefully you're not, please do come and ask. And finally, the, as we've mentioned before, the three weeks is a time of Sakona. And this is something which you must really understand. The three weeks is a time of Sakona set in within the calendar of the, of, of the Jewish calendar is the three weeks as being a time of Sakona. It's not coincidental that most troubles of Israel took place in the three weeks. Most of them on Tishabov. The three weeks is definitely a time of Sakona. So therefore one has to be extremely careful from Yudzai and Tammuz up until the end of Tishabov to Chatzos of the tenth of Av to be extremely careful to make sure one doesn't put oneself into a situation of danger. Now there's no Issa to travel in a car. There's no Issa to travel in an airplane in the three weeks. Running up to Tishabov, you can travel in an airplane in Tishabov too. There's no Issa. There's no Issa to swim. There's no Issa to go on mountain climbing. There's no Issa to do anything like that in the three weeks. However, the Minigar Olam is to be extremely careful in the three weeks. And if one doesn't need to go traveling, one doesn't travel. If one doesn't need to go flying, one doesn't fly. If one needs to, and one does. If one doesn't need to put oneself into to swim, and one doesn't swim, if one needs to swim for exercise, for health, fine. But if one doesn't need to, if one can refrain from any situation which is more dangerous than the average goings on, then one should try and refrain from that. So even though there's no halakha of not swimming, not going on outings, etc., one should be extremely cautious, and one should only do it if one, if one needs to. Where this does come up in halakha is, though it's not extremely relevant, in, in our society is that the halacha tells us one's not allowed to hit a Talmud. A Rebbe shouldn't hit a Talmud 
in class during the three weeks. And that's where, this halo- where the halacha of sakana of being careful comes into practical halacha is that teachers shouldn't hit a child. Uh, nowadays you mustn't hit a child anyway because you'll be reported and just be sitting behind bars. But uh, e- even if you could get away with that, you shall halacha in the three weeks, you shouldn't be hitting a child because it's a zman sakana. Following on from that is, if one can get away with having an operation within in the three weeks, again, having an operation is being hit. Not being hit by the Rebbe, it's being hit by the surgeon. You're being hit for a good reason, like the Rebbe's hitting for a good reason. We're not talking about a malicious or a vicious person here. We're talking about the person who's being kind and gentle on the Talmudian. He still shouldn't hit because of sarcoma. So ideally, if one can get away with or reschedule an operation which has been scheduled for the three weeks, one should do so. If one can't, then... One has, to, one has to do for a fool, or one has to. One shouldn't need to. If one has to, one has to do what one has to do. There's no real difference. No, after a you've got a problem with swimming because of a rechita, which is something we'll come to. But there's no difference. There's no difference at all. There's no halacha to, uh, to tra- no issue to travel. In fact, I once, uh, many years ago, I asked Dan Fisher, a friend of from the Eid of if I could fly in the nine days. He looked at me and he said, do I go in a car in the nine days? So I said, of course, why not? Because then you can fly as well. Um, he said, the, the dangers of a car are as dangerous as flying, and there's no difference. So if one, one travels in the car, one, one can fly too. But yes, if I had a choice to, if I needed to travel in three weeks, I'll be extremely careful. I, I, you travel when you have to travel. You don't have to travel. You don't travel. It is a zaman, and it's something we should be at the back of our mind at all times. It's a zaman of sakana. It's, it's a time of danger. It's a time when the satan's out there trying to cause havoc, we've got to be extremely careful. Bez Hashem will get through without any, any trouble, any sorrows. One has to understand, one has to understand their approaches to be as careful as one can be. That brings us to the end of the days running up to Rishkadish. So very few halachas which are relevant in those days. No marriages, no music, no haircuts, no shechionu, and being careful with everything else. No hitting the Talmud and being careful with everything else. Moving on to Rishchidosh, again, Rishchidosh Av, starting from Shkia of Rishchidosh Av, if one finds that Shkia is a difficult time to stop, please ask, there are, again, attempts to get around the, the, the Shkia in certain circumstances, but ideally one should start from Shkia of the given day. So, starting from Shkia of Rishchidosh Av, starts what we then call the beginning of the nine days. The halachas of the nine days are much more detailed than they are in the, in the three weeks, and the days running up to Rishchidosh, and it will take us some time to get through them all. Today we'll just go through some of the halachas which are relevant, and we'll finish off Be'ez Hashem in the coming year. The first halacha, which is a halacha, which up until now was only a minic poet in the three weeks, now is a halacha, is Mishanichnas Av, is Memaitin Besimcha. One Av, as soon as Av, enter, well, as soon as you enter into Av, one has to positively be Memaitin Besimcha. There was a minute in the three weeks, as we mentioned. Some possums say you should try and wind down any simcha. There's an issa nisurin, which is simcha, but there's no positive command to be memayat for simcha. And halacha to be memayat for simcha, which is now a halacha, as soon as Av comes in, means, according to most possums, and that's how the Magad says, it means there should be no simcha at all. It doesn't mean you have to walk around depressed. Depression is not a lack of simcha. Depression is something more opposite. We are talking about people being perfectly normal, perfectly stable, but not for simcha. Not uh, in anything which is, which is a... Uh, an action of simcha, not doing anything which brings a person to a level of simcha, which is a level far above Katsushalom, anybody who is depressed and, and down. We're talking about people who are happy and content, but not the simcha in these three weeks. If a person 
The Shukhlah says, if a person has a dintay with a non-Jew, has an argument with a non-Jew and is, is going to be taken to court, or he's going to take the non-Jew to court, he should make sure that he doesn't have that court case in the nine days. Ideally, he shouldn't have it even in the whole of Av. He should only have it in Elul. If he can't push it off that long, he should push it off until after Tisha B'Av and have the, have the uh, court case then. It's a time of, as we say, a time of din, the time, a time of bad muzzle for Yisrael. The chances are that it's not going to work if you go to court. In these, in these nine days. In fact, if you take the, the month of Av, and as we said, there's the combination of the letters of Hashem's name in Av, you find something quite phenomenal when it comes to the month of Av. The month of Av starts off with backwards, so it's K Vav, but the next two letters are Yud K, running forward. Because month, the month of Av is split. The first half of the month is Hester, but as soon as you get to Tes Vav Av, Tes Vav Av was a Yom Tov, a Yom Tov when, when uh, the, the Hasanim and the colors used to get together, it was a time of Simcha, then it changes. We then begin the run-up to Rosh Hashanah, the time of Simcha, where the Hester is moving away, and we now, we now move forward towards the Gilead of Rosh Hashanah, to the markets of Rosh Hashanah, and therefore the, the name of Hashem changes from being backwards to moving forwards. So that's Av. So if one can push off the, the Din till after Tisha B'Av, fine, till Elul. Ideally one should push it off till Elul. If one can't, one should push it off at least till after Tisha B'Av. The same, same, now the halacha moves a bit further. Since one is memayed b'simcha, one should be memayed, one should reduce masa or matan. One should reduce the amount of business one has to do in the nine days. Now here again is a machlekis in the poskim. What do we mean by reducing business? Does it mean just reducing any business of simcha? Not buying and selling anything which brings simcha? Or does it mean reducing as much as one can? And it's a big machlekis. Some poskim hold it only means reducing simcha. Things which, buying silver, any, any, any type of buying and selling which will bring a person to simcha. In fact, the Paskin say that a, a, a merchant of silverware, for instance, which a person gets to simcha from just looking at, he should refrain from selling publicly around town and his wares because it brings a person to simcha just to look at the, at the silverware. So we see there's an element of reducing simcha. Some Paskin say it means reducing business, de- business dealings and buying and selling completely unless one needs it for Panasa. Now nowadays, the Mishnah Brewer is quite clear, we take on that everything that we buy and sell, even if you're a wealthy person, but all our buying and selling is called today Panasa, so we need it for Panasa. No one's Panasa is assured anymore in today's society. I think present day climate proves that. Therefore, any regular business which is there for, to earn what you need to earn to live is completely mutter in the nine days. However, there is halacha of reducing Masa Matan, definitely of Simcha in the nine days. So therefore one shouldn't be going on a spending spree in the nine days. One shouldn't be going to buy things which bring a person simcha, even though there's no issa in wearing or whatever we're talking about, whatever you're going to buy, but if it's going to bring a person simcha, one shouldn't be going and buying that because any buying which brings to simcha one should reduce in the nine days. However, if it's a dava obud, if there's a sale and you just have this tremendous urge to spend a fortune of money on nothing in the sale, but you feel that if I don't buy it, I'm going to lose out, and after, after Tisha B'Av, it's not going to be there, and I'm going to miss on these wonderful, wonderful bargains um, in the sale, then one is allowed to, even in the nine days, go and buy. There's no issue, even though it brings a bit of simcha, but it's a double of so one is allowed to do it. Following on from Maso Matan is the halach of not sewing. Not sewing in the nine days means not creating clothes, not um, tailoring clothes, New clothes in the nine days. Buying cloth, you can buy cloth in the nine days, but to take that cloth and actually turn it into a 
An item of clothing is also in the nine days. It's an issa to sew new clothes in the nine days. Say, repairing our clothes is fine. It makes no difference. You can't sew clothes, you can't knit socks, you can't... Anything which is a, a baby's jumper, anything which is going to create clothes anew is also to do in the nine days. You can't make shoes in the nine days. In case you had any uh, idea of making shoes in the nine days, you can't uh, go and make your own shoes in the nine days. If somebody's panasa is to sew, is to create clothes, to tailor clothes for, for people, then if the if the Jew gave the cloth before the nine days and you started working on them before the nine days, you can work even during the nine days on those clothes. However, if he came in the nine days with the cloth and wanted you to start the nine days, that would be also, even to work for another Jew. That's also only because of my sign. Even if a non-Jew gave you clothes, you, would, you were sewing for a non-Jew. If the, Jew, if the clothes of a non-Jew and the clothes of the Jew are similar, like they are nowadays, we don't wear much different clothing, then it's people, a person seeing you working on this cloth might think you're doing it for a Jew, doing it for yourself. That was Mars Ein, would be also. If the clothes are quite clearly not Jewish clothes, you're sewing a, a cloak for, a, for a, a priest of sorts, and it's quite clearly not Jewish clothes, then you can go and do it without any problems in the nine days. But our luck is you're not allowed to fix clothing in the nine days. Uh, uh, make, sorry, make clothing. Included in this halakha, sorry? Embroidery, which is not You have your clothes already there, and they so that's, uh, that's not, that's not, um, that's not included. Yeah, there's no issue to sew, this is to make clothes. Included in the issue, it says a remark, is an issue to buy clothes. So there's an, a, a specific issue, as one is not allowed to make tailor clothes in the nine days, you can't even buy clothes in the nine days. Now, we're talking about clothes, even clothes which are not shechiyonu. There's no shechiyonu, we're not going to say shechiyonu, we're talking about clothes which you buy. Uh, every Thursday afternoon you go and buy yourself something new to wear, you don't make shechiyonu on it. Comes the nine days, you're not allowed to buy clothes. There's an issue of buying clothes which is part of the Maitim B'Simcha, the reducing one Simcha, one doesn't go and buy clothes in the nine days. Buying clothes means not buying clothes for yourself, for adults, not buying clothes for children, unless, for instance, a child is born and has no clothes to wear, you're not going to wrap up in a, in, a, in a blanket all nine days, you're allowed to go and buy clothes for the newborn baby. But the basic rule is one is not allowed to go out and buy clothes in the nine days. If there's going to be a hazard, if you're going to lose, buy not buying again in the sales and we mean there's a sale which is a real sale not the going to next and you've got a pound off your, your, your 150 pound suit that's not called a sale a sale where you really are gaining um, uh, uh, by buying now and not waiting for the last then again that's a double of and one is allowed to buy even in the nine days because you're not buying for simply you're buying in order not to lose money but that's only if it's a real gain if there's no real gain then one is not allowed to Not buying clothes means not buying shoes. Doesn't mean, again, nothing to do with Shekhyono. One doesn't buy anything that can bring to simple. So even buying shoes is considered buying, and therefore one shouldn't buy shoes even in the nine days. However, if you have a child who's outgrown his shoes, and you, you were so busy you didn't notice until the nine days, you're not going to allowed to make him have squashed feet right away through till the week, the day after Tishabov, you can go and buy his shoes even in the nine days. But buying, for the sake of buying, Unnecessarily is also in the nine days completely. It goes under the banner of making clothes, buying clothes. It's all one halacha. The nine days from Rishchidish, from Shkir of Rishchidish, right the way through till the Chatzes the next day, buying clothes is completely also. The Tzayich Mitzvah, if there's a, a Mitzvah involved here, then one is allowed to buy. So, for instance, uh, if you forgot to order your tefillin 
and you woke up three days before the Bar Mitzvah and the Bar Mitzvah is in the middle of the nine days, then you are allowed to go and buy tefillin in the nine days because you're buying the Tzarek Mitzvah. You probably won't find anybody who will sell you some, but you are allowed to buy tefillin in the nine days. Uh, somebody's Bar Mitzvah Somebody's getting married straight after Tishabov. And there isn't time to buy clothes between Tish, after Tishabov and the Chasna. Then again, it's a Tzarek Mitzvah. So one is allowed to buy, this, buy those clothes. The Chasna Kabbalah will be allowed to buy those clothes if necessary in the nine days. So anything which is a Tzarek Mitzvah is Mutter even in the nine days. So we have now an issue to buy clothes in nine days. No tailoring clothes, no buying clothes in nine days. Unless it's a Dava Ovid. Or... It's an element of refu involved, for instance, a child whose feet have grown out of the shoes, or it's a serif mitzvah. So those are the only three exceptions in buying clothes. Otherwise, there's no heter to buy clothes in the nine days at all. All this applies to clothes. But again, to buy other vessels, you need something in the house, you need a washing machine because your washing machine is broken down, not that you can do any washing in the nine days, we'll discuss that on the next year, Mr. Shem. But anything which you need to buy for the running of your home, there's no issa. The issa is to tailor clothes and to buy clothes. To buy other kalim, there's no real issa in the nine days. But of course, anything which brings simcha, as we mentioned before, from the halakha of mamayat and the simcha, one should refrain from buying something which brings simcha, but something which you need in the house, your hoover breaks down, you're not afraid to walk around with dirty floors for the next two weeks or borrow from your neighbor, you're fully entitled to go and buy yourself what's needed to run your home. Buy a car. Depends who's buying it. If it brings you a simcha, then uh, you definitely shouldn't buy a car. But if you need it for your panasa and you're just buying a car for your panasa, then one can buy a car if necessary. But again, one mustn't forget that three weeks are a time of bad muzzle. The three weeks are not the time of, you know, where you should be going out spending. It's not the time where you're going to be matzliach, bedafki, in everything that you're trying to do. The three weeks are the time where you do what you have to do and what you don't really need to do, you refrain from doing. Because one's got to keep it at the back of the mind that it's not the time where one gets directly after Dishmael. Window shopping is no issue. So if you, if you need to relax and uh, you find walking around Brent Cross relaxing, I'm not quite sure why you would, but if you do, then you will be, quite, be allowed to walk around Brent Cross and if somebody says to you, hey, it's a nine days, you're not allowed to buy, you can say I'm window shopping, and that's absolutely fine. There's no more time for window shopping. I think most people know that if you go to Brent Cross, you probably do nothing more than window shopping anyway. <laughs> building. Building in the nine days is considered uh, is asa. Building A building of simcha. Any building which will bring a person to simcha is asa. To extend one's home, unnecessarily just because you fancy a slightly larger home, to paint your house, decorate it, anything like that which brings simcha is asa in the nine days. A binion of mitzvah is mutter in the nine days. So if we're building a shul, an extension to a shul, or building a home for a chasmikala where they don't have a home to live in, anything which is a building of simcha is mutter in the nine days. But the average building which we do, building of, of uh, houses just to buy and sell, building our own home, extending our home, decorating our own home, should be refrained, from, refrained upon in the nine days. However, if you've employed contractual, contract, you've contracted out the work of building to a non-Jew, and he wants to work during the nine days, if you can, the Maril, the Maril would say, if you can, pay him off for a small amount of money. Say, please don't work in the nine days. I'll pay you a small amount of money. Go and take your holiday now, and I'll pay you slightly for it. And it's not a large loss of money, but ideally you should pay him off and, and try and get him not to work in the nine days. If you can't, however, and he insists, I must work in the nine days, otherwise it's going to cost you 
through the roof, if your roof is still on, then you're allowed to let them work in the nine days. Since it's contractual work, there's no issa to let them work in the nine days. But in Tishabov, however, you shouldn't work. And in dire, in dire circumstances, one can allow them to work after Tishabov, after Chatzos. And perhaps if we get a chance in the, in the coming year, we'll discuss that then. Building where one is building to refrain from being from damage that which, which might occur. You have a loose wall. A wall which is falling down, it needs fixing, it needs tightening, it needs strengthening. Anything like that where there's a risk of damage, then one is allowed to build in the nine days. Because you're not building, it's not a binyan shil simcha. It's, you're building to stop damage. Planting trees. Now this is anybody who's got green fingers. Planting trees and flowers for beauty in your garden is again also in the nine days. Um, again, it's, I'm not quite sure why, but people get simple from planting trees and flowers. If you do, it's also in... It's marvelous, isn't it? Mrs. Gray, do you have any spare time? My garden could do a bit of a... Okay, forget it. If planting is, is, is brings simcha, so it says in Allah, one shouldn't plant in the nine days. However, to cut one's grass and to water the grass, to water the flowers, etc., to prune, all that is mutter, that's not considered simcha, that's considered the dirt, the dirt, you know, the, the difficult work of keeping the garden looking neat, and there's no issue in that in the nine days, and that can be happily done in the nine days. However, planting is considered osses. So that brings us to the end of what we want to discuss this week. And Reza Hashem, in the coming year, we'll go through the rest of the halakhas, which some, some of them are more prevalent, some are less relevant, will bring us up till Tishabov, and if we get time, we'll try and work to the halakhas of Tishabov as well. And if not, we'll have to stop at the end of the nine days. Thank you.